There are Jedi in the Mandalorian, B1 battle droids, and Babu Frick. It has been over two years since the last season of The Mandalorian, and in that time we've gotten a ton of content. Andor, Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the animated shows like Bad Batch and Tales of the Jedi. So what's in store for us in Season 3 of Mando? Well, we have the answers. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Each week we dive deep into two topics from the galaxy far, far away. We have Mandalorian Season 3's official trailer, and it has a ton of great details and cameos and Easter eggs. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into all of that, as well as talking about Ubisoft Massive's massive Star Wars game. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Mandalorian season three. Oh my gosh. Um, I was not like entirely convinced about the season. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like if I'm being honest here, it was it was like okay, yeah, we're gonna get more Mandalorian. That's good. Yeah, I remember like your reaction initially to like the idea of the third season. You're kind of like, are we? Is Man seeing Mandalore really gonna be a big like? Mm -hmm. Is that really gonna be fun? Like I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yes. It looks incredible. It does. <laughs> and it looks like they're really honoring a lot of the backstory around mm -hmm. Mandalorian, the glassing of the planets, and like all of the Mandalorian just deep dives into that is going to be very exciting, all things considered. Mm -hmm. We get to see Din Djarin and Grogu being adorable again. Of course. Always great. We see some familiar faces. We see the doctor, the Imperial doctor from the first season. He's back on Coruscant. We've got Coruscant again, guys. Finally, this this is the year of the Coruscant. I believe believe this in my heart to be true. We got parts of it in Andor. It's like, okay, yeah, that's good. It's still like a little bit more, but hey, I'll take what I can get. Then we're going to see even more of it here. And I think Star Wars Acolyte will be even more of it so we, we get to see some Coruscant we also see a bunch of droids yeah from like all different stages of Star Wars yeah, prequel era <laughs> new era all kinds of things B1 battle droids very interested to see where that comes into play in the story mm -hmm. what, what's he doing with all these droids we also see flashbacks to Jedi mm -hmm. I think they're flashbacks because they look very prequel-esque yeah and obviously because this takes place in the time frame after the original trilogy but mm -hmm. before the sequel trilogy right so there aren't as far as we know Jedi going around willy-nilly yeah in terms of full-grown Padawan looking guys yeah it looked like somewhere in the Jedi Temple. Mm -hmm. It did, very much so. So my theory is that this is a callback or a flashback to the early days of the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. And we have, in, in Legends at least, the Mandalorians tended to gear more towards the dark side with their allegiances. So either attacking or defending or trying to claim the Darksaber, which was the symbol of like the rulers of Mandalore. I think we possibly might be getting some tiebacks to some classic history around Mandalore. Hmm. We get to see that old mask, which I don't necessarily think is this, but it made me think about this, which is Mandalore the Ultimate, who's this big old warrior that was very, very early on in the Mandalorian's like life cycle, because he died in 3960 BBY super super early on but as soon as I saw like mm, we got some flashbacks to the Jedi 
hmm, we got some really old Mandalorian helmet there. They've got to be getting into some of the history around the Darksaber, I would assume. Especially when it comes down to Mandalore and the glassing of the planet. Like, there's some things going on there. Right. I don't think it would go back quite as far as Mandalore the Ultimate. I think it's probably just the stealing or taking back the Darksaber Mm -hmm. from the Jedi Temple and that kind of story. And I think seeing whoever it is pulling out that helmet from the dust or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a reminder of the glassing and like yeah. where the how far they fall That's in a good sort point. of thing. That would be my prediction. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they're gonna go that deep into the legends yeah. of Star Wars. <laughs> It'd be awesome. That'd be really cool, but because <laughs> Mandalorian the Ultimate's incredible. Yeah. But I don't think again, I agree with you. I don't think that's as far back as it goes but when i saw that i was like hmm, that's interesting because hmm. it made me think of this yeah obviously the helmet's different than what we see in like the comics and all the different materials and legends around mandalore the ultimate but it made me think about it and i thought that was that was fun for sure yeah seeing like the different ties and the things that like the my brain connected was mm-hmm. was interesting there but it's just awesome that we're going to see some flashbacks to some Jedi that isn't Order 66. Because so far in this new era of Disney Star Wars, the only flashbacks to like old Jedi stuff is in Order 66. Yeah, it's true. Like in Obi-Wan Kenobi, yep. that's Order 66. And I don't think there's anything else really Mm-mm. that we've gotten Jedi to that extent. It's been pretty bleak on the Jedi aspect yeah. of things. So that that I think that's really cool, and it was one of those things like, whoa, there's lightsabers. Mm-hmm. That's that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's been so long since we've seen Jedi. Really colorful, shiny blades. I mean, What's really, this? Like, even like the sequel trilogy, mm-hmm. you have Kylo Ren's lightsaber, and you have Rey's lightsaber, which is technically what Luke's lightsaber. Yes. <laughs> And, and then there's yeah, then there's Ray's lightsaber from the staff that she carries, right? And Leia's lightsaber. Yep. So maybe three, three, four, four lightsabers in the whole sequel trilogy. So to see lightsabers again was one of those things that I'm just now realizing we haven't seen lightsabers in a while. No, I wonder if it's gonna tie into like some of Grogu's memories. Oh, yeah. Like, the more that he's becoming stronger with the Force, like, the mm-hmm. more he's recalling kind of his past, maybe? Yeah. Might be a stretch. Don't know. We haven't really seen much of Grogu's past through mm-hmm. Grogu's eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did see that. It was that one bit. flashback in season two. Yeah. But that was, like, super blurry, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to live through that. So he immediately, like, nope, not doing yeah. that. Not right now. Shoving that down <laughs> the abyss of my soul like, again. <laughs> what did you think of the trailer overall? Uh, glorious. <laughs> Man, what a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. I... It, for some reason, it feels so long since we've had Mandalorian. I mean, it has been. Hmm. It'll be about three years since we got it, I think. Yeah? I think so, because I think it was 2019, or was it 2020 and 2021? Like, it's been, I think, one or two years since we got Mandalorian hmm. last. 2020? It's been since 2020, October 30th, 2020, since we got Mandalorian Whoa. last. So, yeah, it's been. Oh, my gosh. Two years. Wow. Two okay. years and some change. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's been a little while since we've gotten this. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. 
nope, I've missed it. I've mm-hmm. missed the cinematics of it and yeah. like this. Ooh, mm, yummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got a little bit of Mandalorian in Book of Boba Fett, which I thought were great episodes, honestly. I wonder if they're going to assume everyone has watched those. Because that's how that's how Mando got Grogu back was in those episodes. That's was in true. Book of Boba Fett. Will they have like a recap at the beginning of They'll, the season? They probably yeah, will. Yeah, probably. just for anyone who hasn't watched mm-hmm. Boba Fett. It's been too long, Mando. I'm glad you're back. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any Cobb Vanth. True, but I think that he'll be a surprise showing. Yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, they can't tease it at the end of uh, Book of Boba Fett. And not and do not anything with it. Like in, have him appear yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. I it's it's got all the goodness. It seems like they're doing a good job of not going overboard with all the cameos. Mm. So there wasn't like, oh, here we go, another Clone Wars character again. Seems like they've got their characters and now they're going to continue the story instead of like here's another character here's another yeah. character here's luke skywalker yeah. here's another character here's luke skywalker yeah <laughs> like it seems like no we're gonna get the mandalorian verse mm-hmm. and we're gonna tell a mandalorian story and trying to instead of trying to put all these ahsoka stories and they've got ahsoka the tv show yeah They've got all these pieces that are in around the same time frame. Now let them do their thing and let Mando do Mando's thing. Yeah, I'm definitely excited this time around because we're getting less of the Mm -hmm. cameo feel and more of the like Mandalorian universe and like Mm -hmm. just a good story. Yeah. In terms of like the Disney Plus shows, Mandalorian season one. Oh, man, it was so good. Andor's still number one for me. Season one of Mando's probably number two. Mm-hmm. Number three is probably Book of Boba Fett. Really? And then it's season two of Mando. Mm, yeah. This is from my, I haven't watched Mandalorian season two since it came out. Yeah. Mindset. But, I mean, obviously, Obi-Wan can be spot him. But <laughs> that, that's probably my ranking. I yeah. think I enjoyed Book of Boba Fett more than I did season two of Mando. Yeah. Just because it, it had all of the tropes of mm-hmm. a Star Wars show that we've seen in multiple episodes of The Clone Wars. We've seen it in Bad Batch. It's now we see done. it again. Like the yeah. freaking, oh, we got crash landed on a planet that's icy and there's these <laughs> mysterious alien things that are going to kill us and we have to fix our ship. Yeah. Meanwhile, we already saw that in freaking season one of Mandalorian where the Jawas stole his ship yep. and he had to rebuild it. And now we saw it again in season two. And then literally, I think there's an episode in Bad Batch around the same time that mm. came out. That was that oh, specific gosh. thing. Yeah, we've seen it a little bit too much. Yeah. But meanwhile, Grogu was having a feast and almost yeah. wiped out an entire race. Exactly. Great job, Grogu. Uh, another thing that was, I think, really funny, tying into the sequel trilogy thoughts, was we saw Babu Fricks. Yep, we, his two, race. Obviously, I don't think it's... No, Babu Frick it's is not him. the race. But according to this website, Looper, uh, it is an Enzelin hmm. alien. Okay. But we just know it as the Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu Frick. Creature. <laughs> yeah, the Babu Frick. <laughs> that Frick. Is, that's hard to say. Bob Frick. Frick creature. That's as, that's all that we know there. But I mean, there's there's a lot of juicy details mm-hmm. and things that 
are in this trailer. So many little things. Exactly. I didn't like. I didn't expect this level. No. So when you, this is a Monday Night Football trailer. It's a minute and forty five seconds. They showed a, I think, a teaser for it, and then dropped it at the same time online. And I was expecting thirty seconds, maybe a minute of some very similar footage that we saw mm-hmm. before. But this is this is some like good juiciness. Mm-hmm. Something I'm really excited to. That we saw right off the bat mm-hmm. was Dinjarin kind of bringing together all these the different clans. Yeah. Of well, he's got his like little rogue sect, and exactly then like there's the all these normal Mandalorians. I guess they're normal, but even when they were normal, they were all still separated, mm-hmm. like into these yeah, different clans. Different. Yeah. So it's gonna be really interesting to see him. Maybe him, maybe 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 it's Bo-Katan bringing everyone together. I highly doubt it. She's yeah, she's, she's not the of, like friendly really, type. She's not really the most loved person. Yeah, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. but just to see them bring all these Mandalorians yeah. together and just I don't see that going very well. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a lot of drama, and I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Din Djarin being the central point of all of the Mandalorians, I think, is a good move. Mm-hmm. Is it? He's the only person that could bring together all of the Mandalorians. Yep. Like, honestly, he has the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And he has the personality type of, like, I don't really want this power. You guys you guys want this? Yep. Don't kill me, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. So I think that's exciting. And then he doesn't have, he doesn't have like, the culture really that values Mandalore as much as Bo-Katan and all of her specific part of the clans of Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many different juicy details that we can we we are going to get in the episodes yep. that I'm really excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like going to be a whole new culture that he's going mm-hmm. to like be like, maybe we just cut a lot of the stuff out. And Bo-Katan's <laughs> going to be like, no! And then everyone else is going to be like, eh! So it's going to be really interesting to see, mm-hmm. just to see. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see where this goes and how many different pieces that they're moving into this. Because they, they're obviously pulling stuff from the prequel trilogy. They're alluding to things in the sequel trilogy. There's the things with the New Republic that we see bits and pieces of Mm -hmm. and teases about where that could be going. I fully expect that we'll see the Mandalorian show go up to that point where we get closer to the sequel trilogy Mm -hmm. and possibly even into that time period, Mm -hmm. I think is pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. What's also exciting is the news we got around Ubisoft's Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. This blew my mind when I saw it. And I think it's just, it's really eye-opening to see what they're thinking about. Because when this got announced, it was literally Ubisoft, Star Wars, Lucasfilm games. Like, that's all that we got. We got, they're making an open-world Star Wars game. That's literally all the details that we had. Okay. And through a rumor pretty recently around Ubisoft Massive's game, a lot of people... And the rumors and the leaks and everything are comparing it to Star Wars No Man's Sky. Insider Gaming, 
reports that Ubisoft Massive Star Wars game will indeed be massive in every sense of the word. From their account of the latest rumors, the upcoming title will be heavily based around exploration of the galaxy. Quote, in the game, players will be able to jump between systems, immersing themselves in a vast galaxy, bursting at the seams with activities. At the heart of the game sits an in-depth, lengthy story driven by a fully customizable character that walks a path chosen by the gamer. There are decades worth of lore, locations, weapons, and characters from Ubisoft and Massive Entertainment to draw from, so the game itself should be something special. That is the details that we know here, and that is so exciting to me. Like, why hasn't this game been made already? Mm-hmm. Like, that just exploration of Star Wars to different planets, mm-hmm. it, ju- it just fits. It's what the whole series is about. <laughs> The fact that we haven't got it to this extent, I mean, is understandable from a technical perspective. But now that we've seen stuff like No Man's Sky and the amazing amount of work that they put into that game, it's exciting to see Mm -hmm. what is going to happen here. And the fact that the game's still being worked on, which is really good. Yeah. Because, I mean, you never know with Star Wars these days what's going to get canceled, what's not going to get canceled, what's going to survive all the reviews and everything. Mm -hmm. But this seems to be pretty exciting. To be fair, I do always have my concerns with these games, Mm. especially a game as large and ambitious as this. (laughs) It makes me a little worried because even No Man's Sky came out pretty rough. It was awful. Real rough. Mm -hmm. Um. And I feel like this may be one of those, just depending on how fast they try to push it. Or how big that world is. Because mm. we see something like Starfield from Bethesda, and they're like, there's going to be a thousand planets that you can visit. Yeah. I don't think anyone really wanted that game to be visiting a thousand planets. Uh-huh. I know I don't want this to be the massive world that Snow Man's Sky is, mm-hmm. just because I think that's too big. Their whole thing was really exciting from a technical perspective and really cool to see, oh man, how is this procedurally generated? Everything is very exciting and unique. You're going to spawn on a planet no one's ever been on before. But then you get into the multiplayer side of thing, you're like, well, I, I, I mean, we're all so far away. They did add multiplayer and that was good. And you can have these instances where you can visit people in that galaxy. But and that was one of the concerns for the game. Mm. So I don't want this game to be like a thousand procedurally generated planets. Yeah. I would like to see, I think max would be 20, Mm. 20 planets that you can visit. Yeah. It would help to keep the Mm storyline. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I would love that side of things. Maybe like you get bits and pieces of no matter which planet you go, you have the same characters. Like let's just say you have a through line of the story and if you go to this person, you're going to run in. If you go to this planet, you're going to run into the person that's going to tell you this story. No matter which planet you go to, and it will randomly decide which pieces of the story are on each planet. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. I would say, unless it's, it's either or, either you're making a story game mm-hmm. or you're making an exploring game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they are considering and wanting to do a story mm-hmm. and that it's going to be, quote, an in depth, lengthy story driven by a fully customizable character that walks a path chosen by the gamer. Mm-hmm. If you think of something like 
I'd say maybe cyberpunk is the more recent example of this big open world. Obviously, it is a city, but you can go around and choose different side stories and that kind of thing. But there is a central through line. I wonder how this is going to work. Because when you think about it, even open world games, like it's not like you get to go to this completely different area of the map or this part of the world or a completely different world which is i think the uniqueness around like a sci-fi or star wars story game whatever is you have coruscant but just as big as coruscant is you also have tatooine Mm -hmm. and just as big as tatooine is you have kashyyyk like these are massive planets yeah these are planets Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the benefit is like on tatooine you have mos eisley mos espa you have like these locations on those planets that you could tie it to so it's not necessarily like you get to choose oh i want to go on the far side of tatooine and it's just a desert no you're probably going to have the choice of if you go to tatooine you're either going to go to Mos Espa or Mos Eisley, and those are close enough that you could probably walk in between if you wanted to. But that's going to be probably it. It's going to be really interesting, and the limitations that they decide to put in this mm-hmm. game. Because you can't just say, oh, you can explore the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 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 But you could go to the the Kashyyyk capital. You could go to uh, the underworld of Coruscant. You can go to the high rises of Coruscant. You go to the Jedi Temple of Coruscant, maybe. Like, maybe having, like, a handful of locations on each of the planets that you could right. go to. Well, how does No Man's Sky do it? No Man's Sky is literally, it creates the entire planet, and you go through everything, and they say, oh, you have, like, this percentage of a chance to spawn a city here, hmm. or a space station here, or this kind of animal, or this resource so it's all just based on the algorithm generator yes, or sort of stuff. exactly okay i mean in theory they could do something they like could, that but that loses a lot of like mm-hmm. one if you procedurally generate tatooine moss eisley is going to be different than every single other canon iteration of moss eisley that we know of right so unless you're filling in the gaps and you're saying, oh, you're going to go to Tatooine, but you're not going to go to any of the famous locations, right? which would be such a missed opportunity. So I don't want to go to like some random like farming village mm-hmm. on Tatooine. I want to go to Mos Eisley, the wretched right. place of hive, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> and that's going to be the, the difficult thing for this game, I think, mm-hmm. is that it can't be truly random. It can't be yeah. just whipped out of thin air sort of thing Mm -hmm. like this has to be very curated and very thought through yeah it kind of has to have a strong story Mm -hmm. in my opinion it does i think they really um, i love that they are thinking about a story in this game because you could totally say this is going to be star wars minecraft Mm -hmm. and you're just going to go around and you create your own story by going through these different things and doing side quests and Deciding what your character is is like a massively multiplayer online kind of thing. Like, right. yeah, there are storylines that you can follow, but also like you're a bounty hunter, but go over there and you can do something that's not a bounty hunter thing. Like, right. that could be a direction that they go in. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play that game. You might. I might like it. Yeah, it sounds kind of cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just throw me in and let me just run around, do my thing. Yeah. 
But I know, like, for me personally, how I enjoy playing Star Wars games. I love that storyline. Like, yeah. all of the, my favorite Star Wars games, besides, like, Battlefront, was the ones that told a really fun story. Mm-hmm. Jedi Survivor, not Jedi Survivor, Fallen Order, mm-hmm. Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. uh, the Battlefront 2 campaign. Yeah. Like, those are the kinds of things that I really like that experience and you could do something like they do with uh i think the clear example of this is hogwarts legacy Mm, yep this huge expansive world they have a a unique storyline that is in this wizarding world and everyone's excited about it because you get to you get to live your story but they do have a story that you go in around and you can do side missions and side quests you can decide which path the darkest side evil goodness all those things you get to decide and you get to customize uh, your character like you get to live in the wizarding world but it does have those boundaries mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be interesting uh i'm very excited mm-hmm. to see that they're trying to take on such a huge in theory yeah uh, game but also i hope that they don't lose sight or get like confused in mm-hmm. the whole like star wars is always about the story yeah more than it is about the worlds it mm-hmm. takes place in. Yeah. So hopefully... They use the worlds to push forward the story. Right. Yeah, the story is the focus. Yeah. It's all about the story. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully they find a good balance. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think that everything that's going on around this game is exciting. I hope they don't try to do too much. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing we need to be aware of is Ubisoft has canceled maybe nine or ten games or stopped development on them. And financially, they're in quite a rough spot. The stock is the lowest it's been in a decade. Wow. And they are betting highly on things like the Star Wars game, the Avatar game and Assassin's Creed. Hmm. Those are the three key things because of the past games that they've released more recently have not performed very well. And the other one is the Skull and Bones, I think, game. It's a pirate ship game. And they're contractually obligated to finish that one, which is why they keep delaying it instead of canceling it. (laughs) They paired with some, like, Asian country to have a grant to get this game made. Oh, wow. And they're contractually obligated to make it and finish it. Otherwise, they would have canceled it already. Because I think they've delayed it for, like, four times already. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. But this like this game is so important to Ubisoft's future as a company that I don't think they need to go way too big because mm-hmm. if they sunk if they sink too much money into this, yeah, it's Star Wars, it's going to make a lot. But they also have the licensing fees that they have to pay. I think uh, with Battlefront, they had to they had to sell twenty five to thirty percent more to make back that money than if they did a their own title. Yikes! But it's Star Wars; it's gonna sell more. Because of Star Wars, but you need to make sure that it is a good game. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Right. This is what I want out of a Star Wars game. This is the. This seems like the game that I've wanted for my entire life. Mm -hmm. Of I get to create my own Star Wars character Mm -hmm. and live in Star Wars and be my own Star Wars story. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Make Star Wars Skyrim. Yeah. Make Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so this is gonna be like Star, like Skyrim Star Wars. <laughs> Except the whole map is multiple planets. Exactly. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So instead of like, I mean, they already treat this in the movies, but like the planets are like different cities, pretty much. 
like you're gonna go to Coruscant you're gonna experience Coruscant and then like oh I'm just gonna jump on a starship go to hyperspace and then I'm gonna go to wherever Mm -hmm. like they treat them like cities as you would in a normal story right because that's the that's the level of transportation that they have in Star Wars Mm -hmm. and you have this like expanded connection which I think is really exciting and I hope they tie into that with Mm -hmm. this game but I think with that thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Star Wars Uplink we greatly appreciate all of the support you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts and our YouTube if you're listening to this right now check out our video version of the podcast greatly enjoy putting up clips and the full episode there as well Leave us a review if you do enjoy this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Helps us out a ton. And hey, share us with your Star Wars friends. Helps out a bunch. It's a great way to support the podcast completely free. As always, thanks for listening and may the Force be with you.